Welcome back everybody. My name is Shadows and today we are focusing on the creepy. I found a couple of um, short interesting stories for you guys. Um, I enjoyed them and um, I bet y'all would do the same. The first story is called The Puppy in the Basement. And this short ghost story goes. Mommy told me to never go in the basement but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy, so I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy, and then Mommy yanked me out the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before, and it made me sad, and I cried. Then Mommy told me never to go in the basement again, and she gave me a cookie. That made me feel better, so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noise like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet. Story two is called Nunchucks. And this is about an experience between a mom and her two-year-old daughter. When my daughter was two, I found her twirling paper towel tubes tied with twine in the air. I asked her what she was doing she said she was practicing her nunchucks. I was very confused as she'd have no way of knowing what they were. I asked her what she meant and she said that Adam had told her how to make them and showed her each night how to use them. She went on to say that Adam told her to practice because she may need to know how to defend herself someday. I almost freaked out, but asked her what Adam looked like. She said he was tall, blonde, and had blue eyes. She said, Mommy, you know how he looks. You know him. He died of a headache. I had to leave the room. You see, four months before she was born, my tall, blonde, blue-eyed martial arts pro friend had died of a brain aneurysm at the age of 27. She has not spoken of him since that day, so I'm not sure if I scared her with my reaction or if she had completed her lessons. Number three, there's someone under the bed. I began tucking him into bed and he tells me, this is the son, daddy, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him under the bed staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed. Short but sweet, guys. Short but scary. Our next story is called The Chair. And it's um, it starts off friendly enough, but it gets a lot creepier. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. But our favorite thing was the ghost. We called her mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up and on each of our nightstands, we find a cup that, had been, that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishings 
was an antique wooden chair which we kept against the back wall of the living room. When we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, mother would inch that chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse original occupant, a widow. She murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse living room with a woman's body hanging from the beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was the old wooden chair placed exactly in the center of the room. It wasn't so sweet after all, huh? <laughs> Our next story is called The Ghost at Home. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realized my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table we were sitting at, the bar, the bathrooms, and after no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low, raspy giggle, and then hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home. I found my phone laying next to my nightstand, right where I left it. Mmm. Makes you think, guys, right? Really makes you think. What if she hadn't went out that night? <laughs> Oh my God. Finally, something just a little different. Sometimes the best, the very best short ghost stories are those that include a sense of creeping dread or that tingling sensation of where you're not quite sure where the story is going to go or where it's going to end. Filling in the blanks of a story with your own thoughts from your own experiences is what can make these ambiguous stories even creepier. So, where will these stories take you? So let's continue on, guys, with a story, a short one called Mommy's Home. I heard one. A father is laying in bed after just waking up. He grabs the baby monitor and walks to his desk in his office at home. He has his baby on the baby monitor and hears his wife singing to her. He cracks a smile as he hears his wife go to sleep, go to sleep, when suddenly the front door opens up and his wife comes in with groceries. That's one of those you'd always should know who's home, right? And check your kids. The next one is called pretending to be asleep does not work. <laughs> A young boy is sleeping in his bed on an unusual night. He hears footsteps outside his door and he peeks out of his eyes to see what is happening. His door swings open quietly to reveal a murderer carrying the corpses of his parents. After silently propping them up on a chair, he writes something on the wall in the blood of the dead bodies. He then hides under the child's bed. The child is scared beyond belief. He can't read the writing on the wall 
and he knows that the man is under his bed. Like any child, he pretends that he slept through the whole thing and hasn't awoken yet. He lays still as the bodies, quietly hearing the breaths from underneath his bed. An hour passes, and his eyes are adjusting more and more to the darkness. He tries to make out the words, but it's a struggle. He gasps when he finally makes out the sentence. I know you're awake. And he feels something shift underneath his bed. Creepy as fuck, guys, I know. Don't forget to check underneath your bed. <laughs> the next one is called What's in the Basement? Actually, no, it's not. Whoops, wrong paper. <laughs> I told y'all about that before. Moving on. The next story is called Yes. When I was a child, my family moved to a big old two-floor house with big empty rooms and creaking floorboards. Both my parents worked, so I often was home alone when I came home from school. One early evening when I came home, the house was still dark. I called out mom and I heard her sing in a voice, yes, from upstairs. I called her again as I climbed the stairs to see which room she was in and again got the same yes reply. We were decorating at the time and I didn't know my way around the maze of rooms, but she was in one of the far ones right down the hall. I felt uneasy, but I figured that was only natural. So I rushed forward to see my mom knowing that her presence would calm my fears, as a mother's presence always does. Just as I reached for the handle of the door to let myself into the room, I heard the front door downstairs swing open and my mother call, Sweetie, are you home? In a cheery voice, I jumped back, startled, and ran down the stairs to her. But as I glanced back from the top of the stairs, the door to the room slowly opened a crack. For a brief moment, I saw something strange in there, and I don't know what it was, but it was staring right at me. <laughs> Our next one is called, All I Saw Was Red. I check into a small hotel, a few kilometers from Kiev. It is late, I'm tired. I tell the woman at the desk I want a room. She tells me the room number and gives me a key. But one more thing, comrade, there's one room without a number and always locked. Don't even peek in there. I take the key and go to the room to sleep. Night comes and I hear trickling of water. It comes from the room across. I cannot sleep so I open the door. It is coming from the room with no number. I pound on the door, no response. I look in the keyhole, I see nothing except red. Water's still trickling. I go down to the front desk to complain. By the way, who was in that room? She looked at me and began to tell the story. There was a woman in there, murdered by her husband, skin all white, except her eyes, which were red. I guess when curiosity doesn't kill, it makes you aware that um, there are other things out here besides us. <laughs> Solo camping trip. A woman survivalist and trained outdoors guide who loves to go solo camping 
returns home after two weeks of being in the bush and not seeing a single soul. She develops her disposable camera and finds a role with film with numerous pictures of her sleeping at night on different sites. Needless to say, she has not never gone camping or hiking since. That's why you always take somebody with you guys. Always take somebody with you. <laughs> Be cautious of car crashes. There was a story about how a guy was driving through the mountains, ex-army guy, and came across a crash. The car wasn't damaged at all and almost deliberately placed in the middle of the road. He drove past and saw two people lying in the road. He pulls up in front of the crash and then looks back to see the people sat up and 20 or so eyes reflecting in his taillights from the surrounding bushes. He slams on the gas and goes. The story is kind of scary because this thing does happen with mountain tribes who are either cannibalistic or crazy. Yeah, when you guys see the setup, your best bet would not to be the Good Samaritan. You're probably going to become the, um, the victim. This isn't a story, but it is, guys. This is me. I'm here. I'm shifting the words that you're reading, altering them from whatever this person wrote. I've been here a while, for as long as you can remember anyways. Sometimes I say your name as you're falling asleep or whisper urgently in your ear. Do you remember the time I screamed, throwing panic through you and setting your heart racing? That was fun. <laughs> you're wondering who I am. That's only natural. Of course, you already know. I'm you. I'm the real you. I'm the mind that existed here before you stole my body, before you forgot about being a parasite. I'm the child who looked through the wrong way, asked the wrong question, said the wrong thing. But I'm not so little anymore. You may have forgotten me, but I'm still here. I've always been here. And I'm going to get out. <gasps> I guess that's what they mean when they talk about your inner self, huh? Your shadow self. If you don't listen to it, it's going to come out in the wildest of ways. <laughs> wow, guys, that brings us about to the 15-minute mark here. I hope you guys enjoyed the first set of creepy short stories. They will get longer. Some will be originally written. I'll let you guys know about that one before... I read them to you, but thank you, thank you, thank you once again for all of you that are listening, all of you that enjoy the stories, the podcast, the motivation. You can find me on all social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Bego. Everywhere you go, you can find me there. I'm also on Spotify with the podcast and I believe it's another one called Pocket Podcast. I'll also be showing up on a bunch of other audio sites. So keep an ear out. Keep an eye out. Just be ready. And until next time, you guys.
<laughs> going back to the stories, stay out the basement, check underneath your bed, stay safe out there. All right, you guys. See y'all next time.